Hello, and welcome to Haddonfield. I'm Nick Lathan. And I'm Peyton Lynch. And we're here to talk about the very first Halloween film, and to talk about it with us is, I don't know why I'm getting sultry, just because I'm just looking at you. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Like late night jazz oh, radio yeah. DJ. This is a late night podcast, so you better be, you better be, you, listen, it better be. If it's light outside, you turn this off and you wait. <laughs> And if it's too late, if you hear birds chirping, you better go back in time and or wait twelve hours or something wait again till the next dusk. But the, you, this you better have just finished Halloween, and it better be like two a.m. and you're listening to this podcast. Anyway, Rich Camelucci's here with us. <laughs> Hello, Rich. Thanks for having me. Thank Thanks you for, for agreeing. Being here. <sighs> so um, I'm going to ask you a question. We're going to ask every guest in this podcast. When did you become a Halloween fan? I first was exposed to the Halloween franchise sometime in high school during one of those infamous AMC marathons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where it was just a Saturday. You wake up around like 1030. You start flipping through channels and and it's like, oh, is this that? What movie is this? But it looks Cool. Mm-hmm. And then you just start watching it and it's like, boom, Halloween 1, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. You get very angry because it's like, well, is Michael Myers going to bust in at the end? <laughs> I was waiting for him that entire movie because there was no context given. I feel like they everybody did that. They didn't, like, during commercial break, no one popped in to just be like, hey, just heads up. They were trying something different. They should have had a horror host. Something, yeah. 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 Give me like a Svengoolie or something. They well, should have done like a TCM where it's like they tell you beforehand like what the movie's going to be like. <laughs> Robert Osborne come yeah. in. Rest Hi, in peace, Robert I'm Osborne. Robert Osborne. <laughs> I'm Robert Osborne. We're going to talk about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> they were going for a... They were going for something. Yeah. And then, yeah. They should have called it Halloween 3 Gone Fishing. <laughs> So that Written by J.J. Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> you just, just Halloween 3 is the movie Gone Fishing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that Gone Fishing was a movie. Yeah. yeah, it was. It stars Danny Glover and Joe Pesci. was written by J.J. Abrams. Yep. Wow. Yep. Good old J.J. <laughs> What's the mystery box of that movie? Of Gone Fishing? Is the, it the lottery ta- number? No, it's a tackle box. Uh-oh. The only thing I remember about that movie is there was a lottery number that Danny Glover or Joe Pesci kept using in the lottery. And Joe Pesci didn't have a family. Very s- sad movie. Anyway, welcome to uh, welcome to Gone Fishing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then like by the time the marathon reaches like 9.30 at night, you're like, Paul fucking run? <laughs> yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he still looks the same. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was his first movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul Rudd twist is Michael Myers. He's because they both just had the same dexterity he's as they had four years younger in than 1995. My, he's four years younger than my mom. Paul Michael Rudd. Myers? No, Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. Well, when was Michael Myers born? No, he's much older than my mom because the beginning of the movie it's like 1963. Yeah, 63, and he's what? Six and my years mom's old? born in 65. We're going to get into this later on in the movie, but there's some discrepancies when it comes to his age in this movie. But oh, first, in the first movie? Yeah. yeah. But first, I'm going to do... Um, so I've been watching... Um, I've been strolling down memory lane and uh-huh. been thinking about Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs. It came on... T- Did y'all ever watch that? No. I've, no. You've been constantly referencing this, and I have no context 
for you. So yeah, TNT, like when I was this kid, like TNT, I think it was Friday or Saturday nights, mm-hmm. they would show like a regular movie they would do on TNT. This is back before they knew drama. And they, <laughs> this uh, is when they knew nothing. Yeah. <laughs> this is when they knew horror. So when they, they would show. They were still learning, really, is what they were doing. Yeah. What does TNT stand for? Uh, Turner Network Television. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Something important. What, what, yep. is, what is, is TBS's Turner Broadcasting Station uh, system uh, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, with dinner and a movie, that's what I would watch. I would watch Cheering dinner. And, yeah, down. you would you would because dinner and a movie came on before Monster Vision. Oh, I yeah, forgot dinner about dinner and a movie. And a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. So we're, I'm getting somewhere with this listener, but uh, <laughs> so we watched. I watched dinner and a movie, and then switch over to TNT for Monster Vision. And Monster Vision, just, it was just Joe Bob Briggs. As a horror host, just introducing genre films. Mm-hmm. Basically, the Robert Osborne of TNT. Yeah, but he's a redneck from Texas. So. <laughs> That's fitting, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, for a horror movie, yeah. For so, TNT. Yeah. <laughs> Back before the new drama. So, um, yeah, he does these drive in totals. So, I'm going to do my best Joe Bob Briggs impression and do the drive in totals. Y'all ready? Uh huh. So, for Halloween, we've got five dead bodies, two dead dogs, and or skunk. One unlicensed killer, multiple asshole and or deaf neighbors, interior redecorating with a tombstone, knife stabbing, couch stabbing, multiple window smashings, pumpkin smashing, multiple potted plant smashings, tombstone stealing, dog choking, (laughs) shish kebabbing, phone cord strangling, arm slashing, knitting needle foo, wire hanger foo, four stars. Joe Bob says, check it out. You, (laughs) is that how he would do it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So he would basically go like... Into mid spiel, into a Ric Flair promo. Yeah. <laughs> couch slashing, knitting needles, stabbing. Woo! What, hey, <laughs> dog no, strangling, son of a gun. Straight up, when I wrote that, when I wrote all those out, I wrote this quote down. Did you put woos in there? No, this is what I wrote. Space Mountain reference? Michael Myers, the stabbing, babysitter grabbing, station wagon riding, never dying, <laughs> tombstone stealing, <laughs> smashing <laughs> a slashing son of a gun. <laughs> That's a quote. You didn't write that, or you wrote it? I wrote that, okay. but that's I'd, I'd adapted a Ric Flair quote. Nick wrote that, so no one else take take um. <laughs> Ric Flair, you can take that. Avid listener, uh, Ric Flair. Okay, all right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The four horsemen of uh, horror movie slashers. Oh, it's yeah, Michael Myers, Myers Jason, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Who's uh, the fourth? Leatherface, I would say. Oh, uh, mm. well. So, I've never seen the whole series. Yeah. I've well, what about? Okay. Here's what I would do. I would say, all right. Michael Myers is the Ric Flair. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Voorhees is the Arn Anderson. Uh, I don't know. I, I know. I'm sorry, this, <laughs> but I have to get this. I yeah, purge this it. from my system. Yeah. Uh, 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 Listen, we're here to help. Uh, fucking um, was it Freddy Krueger? Is the uh, depending on the era, Tully Blanchard, uh, and I would say actually no, uh, uh, the Scream Killer is Tully Blanchard. Then I go Ghostface, Ghostface, Ghostface. Yeah. and then I go um, uh, uh, Freddy Krueger as Ole Anderson, and then their JJ Dillon is actually no fuck the promo. Freddy Krueger is the promo. He's JJ Dillon. And Leatherface is Ole Anderson. I'm done. We can talk about literally everything else now. <laughs> so who are these who are these four horsemen of the horror apocalypse? <laughs> you gonna make me repeat it? I just want the name. Like so, it's don't, you don't have to say who they are. So it's Michael Myers, Mike Myers Freddy Krueger, Ghostface, fuck me, uh, yes. Ghostface, um, Freddy Krueger, and then oh no, no no honorable mention Leatherface, and then. 
Freddy Krueger. Is that four? That's five, I think. It's five, but the four horsemen had J.J. Dillon, who was oh, okay. their yeah, yeah, that's right. manager. Okay. Oh, I see. <sighs> and then Pinhead could be like a groupie. <laughs> Pinhead is Fifi. And then Kachucky is the mascot. <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't know. Chucky was talking. actually did have a uh, an appearance on a WCW Nitro at one point. That Got makes a promo sense. against Rick Steiner. That makes sense. Yeah, Chucky. I feel like um, whenever I see the Insane Clown Posse logo, that's the one with the knife. The guy with the yeah, knife. Man. Yeah, it's Chucky. I always I oh, think Chucky it? every time. Anyway, it's a <laughs> Halloween podcast, so let's get into the plot of the movie. Yeah. So, um, doing what Peyton does. Yeah, you're gonna be me in the show. <laughs> um, if you listen to Queer Movie Night, Nick's gonna be me, right? <laughs> I'm the one that usually does the plot, and then Deborah shouts. And I'm just gonna smack lips. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'll edit this out, but I won't. <laughs> so the the opening credits, uh, iconic. They're mm-hmm. really good. Um, and the music starts right away. Mm-hmm. So can you, I? I, I want to see this on screen because I just imagining hearing that in the movie theater, just the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I saw it. So at, good. I saw it at AMC in like 2014 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2014 was a big Halloween year for me, just because they did so much. Um, I went to like a Universal haunted house that year. Mm-hmm. Like they they played Halloween Horror Nights, yeah. uh, the nation's premier Halloween event. It's so good. Um, I'll probably post like pictures and video from on the. Uh, on the Instagram account of me, like when I went there, it's so freaking cool. And but they the AMC played Halloween and like some friends of mine never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And that was a fun experience just because a they didn't like horror movies and b they never seen that movie before. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. But yeah, seeing it on the big screens and I bet it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That Halloween, like when I first moved to Chicago, that pumpkin in the opening credits that like we all bought jack o' lanterns and I was like, oh, I'm making the opening credits. Yeah, pumpkin. yeah. <laughs> Things I wrote about the opening credits were like. um I'm just thinking about Evil Dead and Halloween because there's mm-hmm. in the, in both movies there's characters named Annie and Linda. Hmm. hmm. Thought that was interesting. Well, I mean, they're all movies that give nods to previous movies. Yeah. I mean, the Did nods this come first or Evil Dead. Evil Dead was came out in '81. Yeah. Okay, so this was first. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, this movie gives like a billion nods to Psycho as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, as for far sure. as like and other movies names and stuff like that, and yeah, yeah. plenty of other movies. Yeah. I, I, that's one thing I love about just horror movies in general is how mm-hmm. like shamelessly they will just like put on Front Street nods to other like horror movies. Yeah. And John Carpenter especially likes to do nods to his friends, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting because. Um, I think Sheriff Brack- Lee Brackett maybe somebody. I think Lee Brackett may have been a teacher somewhere. He was a uh, Lee Brackett. I think was like another screenwriter. Yeah, but well, yeah, Michael he- Myers was like a good friend of his. Really? Yeah. And what? apparently he was like one of the sweetest guys he knew, and he was like Michael Myers was like, why? Why did you name him after me? That's and he funny. Was like, do you really think I'm evil? <laughs> and John Carpenter was like, no, no, no. It was supposed to be like a a nice thing. Yeah, and then um, let's see. The Wallace was the name of the, the, the little girl. What's her name again? Who? Uh, Lindsay? Lindsay, yeah. Uh-huh. Her last name is Wallace. Mm-hmm. And then the the boy's name is Tommy. Tommy Wallace. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who was the production no, designer. Not, no, it's Tommy something else. They're not siblings. No, I'm saying like his first the, name's Tommy. Uh, yeah. And Tommy her last name's yeah. Wallace. Yeah, Tommy Doyle, who is played by Paul Rudd in a later film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's supposed to be... Man, I gotta it go rewatch together. all of these. <laughs> 
But yeah, another thing about the just looking at the credits, Dean Cundy, who, good God, awesome director of photography. He did Jurassic Park, Back to the Future, Halloween as well. Uh-huh. Like all the '80s John Carpenter movies were done by Dean Cundy. He's good. Yeah. What else did he? Yeah, I, yeah. Halloween, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, and They're like not too shabby. Yeah. He's got a <laughs> yeah. He's got a pretty awesome career. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that man worked. <laughs> hey, Dean Cundy, he worked. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Dean Cundy. <laughs> Dean Cundy, a working man of a DP. Dean Cundy, I'll tell you what, DP, that guy, best DP. How many minutes have we spent on the credits so far? <laughs> we're, we're, almost, we're almost 14 minutes in. Uh, something I read somewhere, I did a lot of just real bad internet, like just half ass bullshit research. Uh-huh. And one of the things I saw was that. Uh, Carpenter's original concept for the opening credits was like just uh, like filming along a sidewalk and just like mm-hmm. filming the pavement of a sidewalk and then it like leads up to like the mask just on the ground and then just like gets picked up or something. Hmm. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Yeah. But, yeah. but money. It basically, it's like what it kind of came down to. Yeah, yeah I was w- w- watching an interview with him today and he was talking about because, you know, it's like John, it's always John Carpenter's Halloween, John Carpenter's The Fog, mm-hmm. John Carpenter's yeah. Escape from New York. I yeah. was wondering about that when I was watching it. And I was like, well, he and Deborah Hill wrote the script, but then it was like her name came up just as big afterwards. It was like produced by Deborah Hill. Yeah, it was so a, yeah, like, Deborah Hill production. Okay. She did a lot of work on this movie. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Tr- she wrote like a lot of, like most of the dialogue. From mm-hmm. what I read, she yeah. wrote like basically all the female dialogue. Yeah. All the women dialogue, Deborah Hill wrote and all like the all diatribes the John, that Loomis had. Yeah, all was the Carpenter. Loomis dialogue. That makes sense. All the Loomis dialogue Carpenter wrote. But he uh, a deal he had with the producers was he was like, yeah, they, they approached him about making the babysitter murders. That's what they're originally yes. call mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'll do the movie, but my my name has to be above the credits or above the title. Uh, and I have to have like Final Cut and everything. And he got all that stuff. The only thing. Did uh, he Final Cut back then? Yeah. The software? I think he was using Adobe Premiere. Adobe Premiere Pro. <laughs> he had Adobe Premiere Pro. He was using Avid. I could go on, but uh, really, name me five more oh additional. My oh my god, you got you got Sony Vegas. Okay, you got. Are we writing this already? You got iMovie, of course. You got Windows Movie Maker. Windows Movie Maker. That's probably what he used for this. It was in '78. Yeah, he got, yeah, he got Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> He animated this film on MS Paint. <laughs> I love the Star Wars he used. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's got to be a thing, right? Re-editing movies as if they were in <laughs> Windows Movie Maker. Well, Star Wars always does like a white. Sure. So out uh, coming out of the credits. So coming out of the credits, we go into Michael's point of view. Because mm-hmm. there's only three cuts in that entire opening sequence. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it starts immediately in his point Haddingfield, of view. And Illinois, 1963. Yes. Good old Haddonfield, man. Halloween. Yeah, I found out it was in. It's in Livingston County, Illinois, which is like central Illinois. Oh <laughs> wait, like, it is a real town? No, no, no. They just made it. That's well, like, like if they had to put plot it on a map. Oh, if they had to drop a pin yeah. on this movie, it'd be in central Illinois, <laughs> a central Midwest. So yeah, something I noticed right away during the whole POV shot was the pumpkin on the front porch, obviously made of plastic. Oh, well, that, so that I was the thing. It. They had a hard time with the pumpkins because. They shot this in the spring. Yeah. And there's just no pumpkins in the yeah, spring. Yeah, they had fake leaves, too. Yeah, yeah. no leaves. They had to, like, paint the leaves. Yeah. I love that you said you did little research, and yet you're... 
I did a lot of bad research, is what I did. <laughs> you I read did a the lot of, whole Wikipedia page. Yeah. I did not. You went through the whole. Uh, I did not Halloween cross reference any sources. <laughs> That's what I'm All of this is rumor. I started out as a journalism major, so my standards for bad research are pretty high. Me, <laughs> um, yeah, I just watched a bunch of John Carpenter interviews. That's all I did. <laughs> uh, so he's like scoping out. I just watched the behind the scenes on the DVD. That's all I did. The blue. I have the 35th anniversary Blu-ray and has a. I know we're, we're listener. We're just going to go off on tangents, and I hope you don't give a shit. <laughs> so uh, on the Blu-ray, they have a. It's like a behind the scenes. It was shot by Jamie Lee Curtis's brother-in-law. Okay. <laughs> and it's just they're going on tour, like, like, oh, that like fun. autographing, like going yeah. to conventions and stuff like that. I didn't finish it because. I had to go somewhere because it was thirty-five minutes of just autographs. It was no, it was like it's like an hour. It's oh like an hour God. and a half. Oh, wow. It's like feature length. Oh, yeah, oh, my God. it's a documentary. Did Nick Nolte just show up? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so yeah, we're going to like Michael's POV. POV as he sees, he's seeing uh, his sister his, and her boyfriend through the window of the house. Judith and Judith's boyfriend. He has no name. Yeah, nope. he doesn't have a name. But, uh, and they're like, where's Michael? And she's like, he's somewhere. <laughs> I, I This was like the, the last time I watched it was like the first time I actually heard what their dialogue was. Yeah, I remember, the he's somewhere. She, he's like, he's like, isn't your brother here somewhere? And she's like, Michael's somewhere. I don't know. This, that's why she gets stabbed. Yeah. This entire- he's like, she was supposed to be watching me. <laughs> when you're not watching me, I'm watching you. <laughs> God, it's, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, um, they go up. Then they go upstairs, mm-hmm. and the funniest. And they have sex for like two seconds. It's it's a it's <laughs> one minute and six seconds pass. Yeah, for yeah. them to uh, like assuming once they get upstairs, this is to this, this take is, their clothes take off, take their clothes off, this do it, finish. This is how I timed it. <laughs> Lights go off. Timer starts. Sure. Goes around. Um, picks up picks up a knife. She has a uh, Deborah Hill's arm. Yeah, Deborah yep. Hill's arm. Who we yeah. found out she's a very tall child, by the way. <laughs> um, and, they, and he's already like he's already fully dressed, so it had, it, it was less. He's than, like he's putting, putting he's putting his shirt, his shirt on. on. Yeah, when he's on the, the stairs. stairs. Yeah. It, so it was it had to be less than a minute. Yeah. No, it's 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 one minute and six seconds. I, I timed that it was one minute ten seconds. Okay. 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 Let's have a. <laughs> I'm giving my boy some credit. Okay. They were ready. <laughs> They were ready. He was like a, he was like about really helped get he the was job about done. to come before they got upstairs. <laughs> Baby, you know I can't bust on a ground floor. <laughs> That's I think he just asked where Michael was just to calm himself down. <laughs> it's like where's Michael? That'll give that'll give me that extra baseball, four seconds baseball, I need. Not working. Uh, your little brother. Where's your little brother? <laughs> oh my god. Judas boyfriend. He's somewhere. A, he's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so hot that he's not. That you don't even know. I was texting my buddy Corey about this. And also, he, why does he pick up the mask? Does he put it on? The, he, he like the he's boyfriend. Like, he's like scaring or like yeah. being funny with yeah. Judith. Okay. But yeah, I was, I was texting my friend Corey about this. I was like, dude, I timed... Because we always joked about how long it lasted. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, I timed it. And he was like, man, he's like... It's like old... He's like, what did he say? He's like, old three-pump chump. <laughs> <laughs> One-pump chump. More like... <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. God. 
But you didn't know we were going to talk about this on the podcast, listener. <laughs> These are the important things. Is, well, this movie's very about sex. It's yeah. a lot and about sex. And also, this podcast is about the nuance. Yeah. <laughs> and the minutia <laughs> of the Halloween movie franchise. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, st- the I would say Steadicam, but it's not. It's Panaglide, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which was, I guess, a cheaper version of Steadicam. It was well, new. I think it was, yeah. it was new yeah. at the time. That I think it was the, the first movie. movie. They the said first. something yeah. about that in the um, behind the scenes that it was like a new thing. Yeah, which that's really cool because it has the whole floating. Oh my god! If I had my hands on a steady cam, I'll tell you what. We <laughs> can get these steady hands on a steady cams, uh, and I'll eat some steady hams. Um, can you keep going? The steady Jim and Pam's. God damn it! Oh. <laughs> What were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna say, but, but yeah, going through the that whole uh, tracking long take yeah. uh-huh. of him going through that. It's not a long shot; it's a long take. Anyway, um, I hate when people call him a long shot. Oh, a long boy. shot is a it's a type of shot. It's like a close up. That's far away. That's You're a getting a film yeah, dissertation right here. You didn't even expect. Oh, and then shit. it zooms out, like at the end of the scene. Yeah. So a long shot is just a shot that's just very far away. Uh huh. But a long take is just a take that lasts that for a very lasts long, a long time. time. But a lot of people call a long take a long shot. Not the same thing. There you this go. has been schooling with Nick. <laughs> Film schooling with Nick. So no. can't wait to hear the difference uh, between hot takes and hot shots. Listen, hot shots part does. The I got a hot take about hot tot. Hot shots. <laughs> hot tots. I got some I got hot, a hot tots. Take well, about I can talk about some hot tots. Well, I can talk. Listen, let's go to let's go to Sonic right now and get some hot tots. So. <laughs> Hot take about hot shots. Hot shots part duh. Oh, you're is actually better. gonna have one. Hot shots part duh is better because it got Ryan Styles, <laughs> Colin Mockery. This was on whose line is that anyway? <laughs> no, in the in the, the sequel the to Hot Shots, Hot Shots Part Duh, Ryan Styles is in it. I think he's in the first one too. I. I, I don't. don't that's a movie. I've that's never a, seen it. Yeah, this we're gonna do. That's the next podcast we're okay. gonna do after this one. We're gonna do hot takes on hot shots. <laughs> What were you going to say about the opening scene of this movie? <laughs> so, so the long take. So the long take. You can see where like they bump the furniture as they're yes. doing the take yeah. and stuff like that. Which I, I find think there's funny. a part where you can see the shadow of the camera. You too. can, yeah, yeah. All right, Richie. Okay, I, I, I was just going to say, Art. Like, I am not going to interrupt for the rest of the synopsis. <laughs> Because there's so much I want to get to talking about. Dude, we're 23 minutes in, and we're not it's even doing the first scene. It's too late. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, listener. So, yeah, go through and, like, he ends up killing Judith. Mm-hmm. And the funniest part about that is, like, he has to look and see his... The, yeah, uh, that's, I thought about that the last time I watched it, too. I was like, why is he not looking at himself stab her? He's, like, looking at himself wield the knife. <laughs> he's having a moment. He's like, look what I am doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, he, you know, he looks back down and I'm like, oh, there's blood there now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then he goes outside... And then his, and his, his parents, his parents, which that well, look at his mom next time you watch the movie. She's I have, just like, yeah, she's like, Michael. <laughs> she puts her hands in her coat jacket. Well, I mean, they don't really know what happened. Yeah, they yet. don't know what happened yet. Uh, but also, and they also stand there for a long, t- long ass time while the camera zooms away. It's not even a freeze. There's another universe <laughs> in which Michael Myers does not kill his sister Judith, but. She finished having sex with her boyfriend just in time for her parents to get home. Mm-hmm. Like, the, if they were just having a regular night of uh-huh. hanky panky, like they crushed it. Yeah, yeah. Like, kudos to them. 
but then of like, course she was like, "My parents are getting home exactly at eight thirty. That's so. why I had to fix it. We have a minute and ten seconds. I guess it was playing. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I take back everything I said earlier. Uh, are you sure? She, are you sure he asked where Michael was? Are you sure he didn't say yeah, how much did. time do we have? Yeah. And she said a minute and ten seconds. A minute and ten seconds. I know how punctual your parents are. No, he's like, "Where's Michael?" And she's like, "He's somewhere. Let's the go upstairs." And she's like, "Okay." There's there's the Myerses are famously punctual. There's yeah. a, a family comedy version of this where <laughs> Judith just lost Michael Myers and her parents are pissed. <laughs> You're supposed to watch your brother. Uh, it's like Home Alone. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. All right, so then lost we in jump Haddonfield. into the future, right? Mm-hmm. We or into to, the present, I guess. Yes. We go to Hello, October 30th, 1978. In Smith's, Smith's Grove. Grove. Is that a real town or no? No. Not real, but it's a real place in Kentucky. I grew this, uh, grew this down, drew this down, wrote this down. Smith Grove, not real, but is in Kentucky. John Carpenter grew up in Bowling Green, which is why it's called the Bowling Green Philharmonic. Yeah, yeah the, the band that plays the music. Yeah, and then Haddonfield's not real, but it is in New Jersey, and that's where Deborah Hill's from. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, yeah. It, it all comes together. So, this thing immediately cracks me up because, first of all, the nurse is wearing a nurse's cape, which is something you never see anywhere. Yeah. Like, what was the deal with the nurse's cape? <laughs> Well, I think in the you mean like in real life or in the mo- or movies you never see the nurse. Like you would see in like old like World War Two footage, you see like a. I feel like in nineteen seventies movies well, they have nurses wear their capes. Also, I think they wanted to show you that she was a nurse without having any dialogue about it. <laughs> well, she was wearing the hat and the. Oh, and that's the, true. Well, that, okay, <laughs> this movie cost three hundred thousand dollars to make. Most of it was spent on that cape. <laughs> Everyone bought their own costumes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I know how the girls brought their own clothes. Yeah. Like Jamie uh, Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie like Lee the, Curtis bought her teenager. stuff at like JC Penny for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like that nurse went to a costume shop <laughs> and said, "Give me a nurse's costume." Here you go. Here's one from 1943. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Here's one that looks like it's from a cartoon. The nice. the, the station wagon was a rental. Really? Yeah. Wow. They went to like Hertz or whatever the fuck and just like rented what looked like the most state issued uh-huh. vehicle they could find. They put like the wire divide, mm. like the mesh divider mm-hmm. and then slapped the seal of the state of Illinois on it. And like, this is, wow. we're, we're going to use this for 65% to 70% of the movie. Now, Rich, uh, you wrote a paper in this movie, didn't you? Is that why you know so much? <laughs> oh, I barely did any research. Well, I don't know. I did bad research. Comes on and knows a lot more than we do. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, that- did I say her name in the movie, or it comes up in the sequel? Because she has like a full name, but I don't remember them I think I'm saying her by up. name. All I know is that, I think this might have been like the when I came in, when I first... Saw the movie like, on, on AMC on AMC. AMCV. AMCV. Uh hey, what can I see your AMCV? <laughs> Real quick. Do you have a do you have a Yeah, do you need my list of uh TNT references? I need well? your TNT references. I need your uh, I need your cover letter as well. The the shot when they're driving up and they see all of the mental patients just it's like so out in the scary, field. Yeah. That's, that's weird. It's so like, scary. It, it, remi- like, it feels yeah. like a shot from Night of the Living Dead. Oh yeah. it does. It looks a lot like that, actually. All the um, white I also so like after they stop and they're like trying to figure out what the hell's going on and they get out of the car. Yeah, and Dr. Loomis goes up to the yeah. gate. Yeah. I don't think I realized for at least like my first three viewings of this movie in my life 
that that was Michael Myers that like jumps on top of the, yeah. the mm-hmm. station wagon. The nurse's name is Marion. Yeah, Marion. Um, Marion Chambers is her name. Nurse Chambers. Yep. See, uh, yeah, Doctor Loomis during this whole Nancy thing Stevens. really cries me up like the whole go on move. That really cracks me up. He's just on edge the entire... Yeah. Which he should be. Absolutely. Yeah. He's the only one that realizes what's happening. <laughs> but to the to the audience, like, you don't... You think he's, like, overreacting. Yeah. Because, like, he keeps calling Michael it. Like, he won't say that he's a person. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because he's seen. Yeah. He he's knows. A, his whole speech bad. It's later in the movie. He's... He's the only one that understands how evil Michael really is. The uh, whenever Michael's on top of the car and he like breaks the glass, it really cracks him because there's like a horseshoe looking thing it's on his wrench. palm. Oh, oh to break painted the... a wrench, flesh color, and like comes in and breaks it, and, and oh, that always cracked me out. I didn't catch up. that. There is like a weird cut, like during that window breaking scene. It's like you see his hand and then it cuts, and then the hand breaks the window. Maybe maximize not seeing that wrench. Maybe. Uh, Editing is. The window, the windows are either down or so her window is down, and he like puts his hand in and starts choking her. Yeah, but for the rest of the movie, the window's down. Okay, because okay. I went back, for I the thought the same thing. It just dawned on me. The rest of the movie, the window is down. Okay, because he knows how to drive a car, but he doesn't know how to put he the window up. Jumps in that motherfucking car. <laughs> Pulls right like, away. Yeah. He starts Tokyo drifting around. <laughs> Dude, does donuts was... around them before he peels out. <laughs> he it... doesn't do donuts. No, but like he might as well. He is a better driver than half of the drivers in movie history. Well, you know, you know what happened in that hospital. They had probably had they had a stockpile of Hal Needham movies. <laughs> so he's just watching Hooper. He's watching Smokey the Bandit. He's watching all these movies, and he's like, yeah, he, he's driving like Burt Reynolds. That scene where uh, Loomis is like yelling at the director of the fucking or the warden. Yeah, he's like, I don't know how song. he learned how to yeah, drive. I guess he was doing very well last night. <laughs> cut, cut to he was that like, he warden must have been taking burning all of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> but he has the film reels like he has yeah, like, yeah they're, they're this is like back eight. before VHS so he has like there's a bunch of film reels of like it's like oh, I better burn Smokey the Bandit <laughs> that's the only movie the inmates were allowed to watch was Smokey the Bandit this is harmless right <laughs> we could watch a uh, watch a man just try to uh, truck some coors east of the east of the Mississippi and then have Jackie Gleason chase him that's harmless it's harmless what could come of this nothing I say good to Michael Michael like the only reason he's wearing that mask because he couldn't find a fucking bandit costume. <laughs> Could you imagine if he was just... He was growing out a mustache all these years. Like, but he couldn't grow it. Like he, just, he was trying to find a fake mustache the whole time. <laughs> I want to see that version. The remake in which... Yeah, when, what's, I'm going to do another remake. All right, Cannonball Run <laughs> with Slasher Movie Killers. Let's go down the list. No, no, no please, no. <laughs> Thank you, Peyton, for keeping us on track. So at this point, uh, yeah, um, the evil is gone. He's like, the evil's gone. Yeah, he says the evil is gone. <laughs> which is awesome. That's an awesome quote. And then we cut to the next day, which is Halloween. Yeah, Halloween, Haddonfield. Back this to Haddonfield. Halloween. This and we meet is Halloween. Lori, this is when like my favorite theme of the movie plays. Lori, uh, Lori's theme. Yeah, 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 I love that theme. Yeah, this is when Lori goes to school. She meets Tommy, drops off the Myers key, and then Michael. And sees we her see her dad time. very briefly. Yeah, she's like dropped the key off at the. I just caught that too. I didn't realize we saw her dad in the first movie. Yeah, 
Hey, can you drop off this key at the Myers house? That creepy old place? <laughs> the creepy old place. Because he's a coward that doesn't want to do it himself. Yeah. That's your job, dude. He was on his way to work. Yeah, he was getting in the car. car. Yeah. Huh? That's part of your work, my and dude. Tommy, he might have been, and Tommy's like, are you coming over to babysit tonight? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, the So this movie, like, um, borrows and pays homage to and and nods a lot to other movies. Is this the first movie to do the shot where uh, your main character is in class, looks out the window, sees the killer, has looks to back? Be. Has, has to be, right? It has to be. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's so good. It's in every other movie. It's yeah. been in every single movie, regardless of genre, since then. Yeah. Since the last episode, have you watched It Follows? No, I haven't. Right. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Yeah, it follows borrows a lot from this movie. <laughs> it follows borrows a lot from every movie. Yeah, <laughs> but like just think about that because there's like stuff like that in it follows as well. I need to rewatch it follows. I'm good. And I we like see Michael. Oh, everyone back. else does. I know I'm in the minority on that one. Really? Oh yeah. We see Michael's back in the Myers house because he sees her drop off the key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which that's a creepy shot of like this him entering. Yeah. And then she's uh, singing. Um, She's singing. She sings. Uh, is it? I wish I had you it all alone. The Reaper. Yeah. Well, no. The, uh, she sings. Don't fear the Reaper is when they're in the car later oh. on. Smoking she that sings. I wish lettuce. I had you all alone, just the two of us. <laughs> yeah. And he like comes up behind her. Oh, uh, that's so creepy. It's so creepy. Um, every she single, talks a lot to herself. Every single hey, shot. Don't we all? Don't I we d- all. I do all the time. Yeah. But then again, I'm an only child, so I don't know if that's yeah. No, I do is. too. Okay. It's just like a nice little personality quirk that you see from her. She talks a lot to herself. I thought you were talking about it. Like, I talk to myself all the time. It's a nice personality quirk. It's a nice personality quirk. <laughs> People like it. It's charming. I like it the part where she's looking out the window because she's, like, not paying attention. But then when the teacher calls on her, she knows the exact right answer. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like, oh, what's the history of fate? Yeah. Yeah, they're all talking about fate, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, and she knows immediately. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. always cracked me up. And the teacher's like, that's correct. Where's he? Oh, yeah, Loomis being pissed about how Michael got away. Yeah, he's like, who taught him how to drive? Yeah, we've already touched on that. I'm <laughs> yeah. just going through my notes. I feel like they, like, had to put that in the movie because they were like, we know people are going to be like, how did he know how to drive? The funniest part about that... Well, that they don't I, answer it, but... Yeah, they don't answer it, but they do bring it up. Funniest part about that to me was uh, the doctor was like, it's 150 miles to Haddonfield. So you know Michael got, had to stop get gas. They got half a, pass, <laughs> half, half a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> or no, a full tank of gas, half pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and he was wearing a mask. Hit it. So she sees him outside... So then after that, that's when the like bullies pick on Tommy at school. Yeah, the boogeyman will get you. The boogeyman will get you, yeah. Ugh. And then they he, make him Tommy drop Tommy was his... carrying a pumpkin? Yeah, Very large pumpkin. they make him drop it, yeah, and he Where... breaks it. Did he win it from school? That's what I'm wondering, because he, going... <laughs> he wasn't going to school with the yeah. pumpkin. PTA, it was like... like Maybe they had like a sale. Junior Academy Maybe selling pumpkins. Maybe they sold pumpkins, yeah. Did, did any of y'all like, in elementary school, your school have like... Uh, like a little like store, like a student shop. Oh yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Okay. They sell the racers that break easily. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Or that don't work at all. Yeah. They all, they're always shaped like bas- basketballs and baseballs. Yep, or stars. <laughs> this, 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 no. Oh yeah, those erasers were awful. So yeah, these these bunch of assholes. They pick mm-hmm. on they pick on Tommy, make him drop his main poker. The main bully is named Richie. Yeah, there's Richie and up. Lonnie. And I don't know the third guy. Yeah. Richie's the one that runs into Michael, though. Yeah. yeah. 
which is a very creepy moment. Yeah. It's always creepy because well, he just grabs them. <laughs> he grabs <laughs> like them. both shoulders. Yeah. I think if a kid were to run into me, I would do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, as so, long they, as, so he doesn't fall down. Yeah, and, and and I would also have the music queued up where it would uh, just play <laughs> that, <laughs> that sting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. And then Michael follows Tommy like around. Yeah, it, like driving the car slow. And it's, yeah. yeah. I think I was trying to follow this. I was like, so he sees... Lori and Tommy at the house. So then that must be why he follows Tommy yeah. after school to see where he's going to go it's so to lead cre- him to Lori, I guess. It's so creepy, though. Yeah, Just it's like, really creepy. And how does Tommy not notice that there's a very slow car driven by a man in a white mask? Yeah. He doesn't have the mask yet. I thought he already had the mask. He, he, the hardware store hasn't been broken into because that's when Annie and Lori drive by and we figure off. out that the uh, the policeman is Annie's dad yeah yeah okay yeah so he got so the, he doesn't have the mask yet which is why we haven't seen his head at all right say because we didn't we, so he got the mask at the hardware store I never I've never picked up on that before which why they're selling Halloween masks at the hardware store yeah, I they, do not know they see yeah. well because I don't think they had like Halloween stores back then no, they just they like, have, like department stores and yeah, stuff like maybe. that. Maybe. Anyway, but, that's when she they run into Annie's dad, and Annie's dad's like, "Yeah, someone broke into the hardware store. They brought, they stole a Halloween mask, a ro- piece of rope, and some knives." Yeah, and before that, though. Um, yeah, before that, way before that, yeah. way before that. After uh, another question I have written down was, "Does Michael have driving music? <laughs> like when he's in his car?" I don't think so. I think he drives in silence because you're in the car, I think, when yeah. you see him drive by Tommy. But maybe they couldn't clear the music. But he <laughs> What'd you think he was listening to? Slow Ride by yeah. Fog. Oh, he had to be. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got the slow walk. Yeah. Slow Speed walk. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> if there's one thing... If there's one thing I hate, uh, it's a man with a car with no sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, before that scene, we cut to uh, there was with Loomis was Loomis on the, on the side of the road. Yeah, and seventy three miles to Haddonfield. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and what? he doesn't see the dead body. He doesn't stick around to find the dead body. My question. He doesn't need to. He knows there's a dead body in that bush. <laughs> he doesn't need to. That's for all these other simpletons that don't understand what's going on to figure out and find. The way the scene is blocked and shot and everything, I don't know, or edited. I don't know if the way. I don't know if it's like. He sees the truck and then pulls over and makes a phone call, or he makes a phone call and be like, "Oh, what is this? Like, what is this?" Isn't here? that well? Is that his truck? I thought. Oh, maybe not. No, no. The, the truck the belonged truck, to truck driver, it was yeah. Phelps. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel like he must have. Uh, he probably pulled over to use the payphone. I think, <laughs> like, because he's calling the police in Haddonfield, and uh-huh. he's like, he's look out for Michael. The thing I love the most about that scene. It is because you could like. It's kind of conspicuous that the the truck crashed right next to a telephone booth. That's why I was asking that question. (laughs) Yes, convenient. (laughs) Sure. The thing that I do love the most about that scene is that that scene is about accomplishing, or uh, yeah, it sets out to do one thing and accomplishes like three other things. Uh huh. Like it, it lets you know, like, oh yeah. In case you're curious, here's how he got his jumpsuit. Mm -hmm. But. Any other movie would have showed you the scene where he like 
where he killed the driver. Yeah, he yeah. Like makes I, it I like the that road, too. Like that. It's, yeah. it's like if this showing... movie was made now, we would have seen that kill Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's showing the least amount possible. Yeah, without I, having to just yeah. tell. It's I, like, it's I like, like off off screen death. It's it's like it's. Very economical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've talked about that before. Like, does John Carpenter's escape from New York? Snake Plissken, you don't know his backstory. Mm-hmm. You know he was in a, a mission called Black Light, mm-hmm. and that's about it. He won two Purple Hearts, but other than that, you do not know Snake Plissken's past. Right. But if they do a remake of Escape from New York, you're going to know everything about yeah. Snake Plissken, which I think is dumb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a Joker origin story, but the mystery you know. is exciting. Don't even get me started. <laughs> And then we go to after school, and then we're introduced to PJ Souls Linda. Totally. <laughs> She's a cheerleader, I think. Totally. Yeah, totally. Oh, she says totally. All yeah. the, totally, totally. Also, I love they're their, leaving... Jamie has a great line, too. <laughs> I forget what it, she, she says. She's like... She's like really facetious with uh, Linda. I can't remember. It's not important. Haddonfield <laughs> couldn't be prouder. Yeah, something, something, something. Louder. Get louder. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the cheer. And then they say it louder. Uh, <laughs> but also, she's a cheerleader leaving cheer practice of the practice which we can hear in the background. Yeah. yeah. So what she's usually like just bouncing. She's early. leaving she's early like, because yeah. she's yeah. about to hook up with That's Bob. That's a good point. Who was apparently supposed to be they waited, they waited for Annie for two minutes. For 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> they were still walking. Yeah. Like, they were walking. No, they, the said, they said, we waited for you for 15 minutes. No, you didn't. <laughs> that thing and then like Annie's like, friends, and like, they're like, you never showed up. And Annie's like, I did. I'm right here. <laughs> I love Annie's my favorite. Annie by Nancy Kais. Um Nancy Loomis in the credits. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to write down Loomis. Isn't that weird? But is that her real name? Nancy Kaiser's real name? I think name? she got married and changed it. Oh, okay. That's what I'm led to believe. Nice. Um, and uh, Lori forgets her books. And then this line that PJ has, it has to be improv. There's no way it was written where she's like, I always forget my books. I forget my science book. I forget my English book. <laughs> I forget my math book. I forget my chemistry book. You know, I just forget all my books. I don't really <laughs> like books. Like <laughs> the, line, the line that really makes me laugh is like, yeah, you just want a place to, and then she goes, shit. She goes, I already got a place to do that. I already that. got a place for that. Yeah, Annie's so funny. She's so whip smart. Um, <laughs> and that's when yeah Michael drives by Devon Graham I think he's so cute he's <laughs> driving a Illinois like state vehicle yeah like he's driving like a police car <laughs> is that Devon Graham I think he's so cute <laughs> yeah the something I noticed throughout these all these walking scenes is how much Pasadena looks like like Chicago suburbs, sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like if they didn't have the palm trees way in the background, you would think they actually shot it here. Right. Oh, I didn't notice the palm yeah. trees. You know the leaves they had to pick up afterwards because <laughs> they shot it in the spring. Oh, we have our palm fronds, fronds, palm fronds. I don't know. Spray paint them brown. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, and then after that, we get to the hedge scene. Yeah. Well, which, we find out that like. Uh, we figure out like the babysitting situation. So like, um, Annie's babysitting Lindsay. Annie's babysitting Lindsay, and she's supposed to be letting uh, uh, Linda come over with Bob or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And then, but then Paul's been grounded, 
So like he's not. He can't fly anymore. No. (laughs) He like his parents caught him like getting eggs ready to egg a house or something. So they're like, you can't leave the house. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Then you get to the. They drop Linda off, and then um, Lori sees Michael by the bushes. Yeah. Which uh, the questions always have was, how does he get around so fast? Michael, because like he's behind the hedge, and all of a sudden, like ten seconds later, he's like gone. Did he run away? Well, I think. I mean, I think it's sort of hinted at that like there's some otherworldliness about Michael because there's the next scene where she sees him behind the behind the clothesline, and mm-hmm. then he's instantly gone in a second, and she never even looked away. Yeah, That's yeah. so creepy. I mean, you're kind of hinting at like what people want to believe is is yeah. actually behind what Michael Myers is, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we can get into a larger discussion later, or we can do it now, uh, but... Let's do it now. Let's do it now. <laughs> is he uh, infected by the legend of Sam Hain? Oh, my God. That, that isn't brought up in this movie. I think it's the second movie where it comes up, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, in this movie, since it's, like, the first one, I think it's midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think it's sort of inferred that, like, there's some otherworldliness about him because, like, he can't really seem to die and, like... Mm -hmm. But I also think maybe it's playing with the idea of, like, there's an otherworldliness just to, like, the day of Halloween and, like, Mm -hmm. maybe, like, part of it is, like, maybe he wasn't really there and that was just, like, Lori's seen him all day. I don't know. The thing that I think attracted me to the series as a whole from this first movie is the idea of this being as a vessel for just, as Loomis would say, evil incarnate. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no humanity reason, there's yeah. no humanity. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that I love what the mask is what it is is because it's a blank canvas. Yes. You can project any of your own fears or, you know, like, phobias or superstitions or insecurities onto that mask. Okay. And, and yeah, like the fact that it's just like, it's, it's more pure. It's the same way that I like the version of Night of the Living Dead, where there is no real, there's plenty of speculation, but there is no real explanation given for why the dead are rising from the grave. You know, like it's just a, it's just an evil thing that happened. I'm going to stop you real quick. The walls of the 95th precinct are bleeding. (laughs) But also there's like in Night of the Living Dead and in this movie, there's still like a groundedness to like the reality of it because Mm -hmm. it's not just like some otherworldly evil. Like at the end, Michael does get unmasked. Yeah. And at the end of Night of the Living Dead, the the people who come in to save them actually kill the hero. Mm -hmm. So... I haven't seen Night of the Living Dead in so long. It's good. Yeah. It holds I know, up. I know it's good. What's another part about this? Oh, yeah. I love the... Um, I just love the relationship with all the girls. Like, how they pick on each other, but, like, not in a mean way. Like, you can tell they still care about each other. Well, yeah. It's that... Uh, it they seems have, like, very a, realistic yeah, to me. That's the relationship that, like, you have with your friends. Yeah. You can bust each other's balls. Um, but what I was going at earlier was like he's going so fast. He's whenever you don't see Michael, he's running. Yeah, and that's why he's always breathing so heavily. So I'm saying that's and, bad and then he has to walk really slow <laughs> so he doesn't have to use his inhaler. Yeah. <laughs> um, something I noticed about the the walk, and, and he's like, he wants to talk to you. 
<laughs> He's got his inhaler ready. Um, the part that the about them walking home there. I notice is that Annie does not know how to roll up her sleeve. It just keeps falling down, and she just keeps rolling it back <laughs> I up. Notice I didn't that. notice that, yeah. <laughs> it's another. She's got the most on point outfit out of all of them. Annie? Yeah. Yeah. Lori's skirt slash tight situation is awful until she. <laughs> Right, she changes before babysitting, and her outfit's more on point after that. Yeah, the babysitting outfit is very it's iconic. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, something I've noticed: when did when y'all trick or treated as kids? When did what time did you start trick or treating? Was it before nighttime? Um, I think it, we usually started like like before it was dark, like around five or six thirty, and then hmm. like it would be dark by the time we were done. That's we would weird. never go that early. We yeah. were yeah. much more of like a, a nightfall type. Same There's kids deal. trick or treating like throughout the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, but even like, when it's light night light time. But you got to think it's like it's it's like three thirty or four whenever they're walking home. Yeah, and there's a bunch of kids. There's a bunch of kids trick or treating. Yeah. yeah, like the first group of kids you see trick or treating. It is like yeah, it's it's mid to late afternoon. Yeah, and if there were kids at that, uh, you're not even home from work yet. Yeah. Oh yeah, nobody's there to give candy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Or if you are home, like fuck you, I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't take the candy out the bag yet. I'm not gonna take the candy out the bag for you. I'm gonna do that shit on my own time. And I don't have any candy because somebody stole it all from the hardware store. (laughs) That's where Lori meets uh, Annie's dad for the first time, or sees him. Yeah. For the the first time we meet him, but we don't know it's Annie's dad yet. Sheriff Brackett. Uh huh. She thinks it's she runs she runs into him thinking it's Michael. So creepy. Creepy. I actually did write that down. Clothesline shot. So creepy. It we, is we, creepy. That's, that's that. an iconic shot for in the sure. Movie yeah, too, yeah, for sure. yeah. I have a. I don't have it here because I'm in the process of moving. Uh-huh. But my, I have my Mondo um, Halloween soundtrack, and on the inside it has. I think it's on the back of it maybe. Uh-huh. But it's that shot. But it's a drawing, and nice. it looks really really cool. I will post a picture of that on the. And uh, then Annie calls and like is chewing over the phone. Who does that? (laughs) She doesn't answer. She just is like, (laughs) like for whatever reason, it sounded that specific sound of chewing (laughs) made me think they were eating buffalo wings. I don't know. She was Annie's eating buffalo wings. Yeah. Oh yeah, Annie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Famous. Annie's just chowing down. She's she's eating when she's eating when she calls, and then she's making food when she's over at Lindsay's too. She's watching an episode of Hot Ones, (laughs) specifically the Trick Daddy episode. Um. Um. Oh yeah, next then we go to the graveyard scene, which this is my favorite character of the movie. Dude. Are the graveyard keeper. So his voice I his voice is so like distinctive and I was like, I know him from something else. And I looked him up. He's from um have you guys ever seen the Dark Cauldron or the Black Cauldron? I'm for a long time ago. But he plays like the king of the like the fairies in the Black Cauldron. If- awesome. If I could recast one person, one character... It would be the Graveyard Keeper. It would be the Graveyard Keeper, and I would recast him with Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. Oh, he would be good. Yeah. Well, Harry Dean Stanton played that character in Twin Peaks. Okay, then. <laughs> That's basically his character in Twin Peaks. Which, by the way... Except I was, he's a trailer park Yeah, guy. he's a trailer park he, guy. Basically tra- the same character, He owns though. the trailer park. Um, basically Fat Trout. Fat Trout Trailer Park. But... I was watching an interview with John Carpenter today, and the guy kept comparing Halloween to Twin Peaks and talking about how Twin Peaks <laughs> stole from Halloween, especially with like the high school stuff. And I was like, nah, I can kind of see it. <laughs> I can only imagine if David Lynch made Halloween. 
would not be successful. No, mm. you know, this guy has three more reboots in it. Yeah. It'd be a weird ass movie. But yeah, his uh, the graveyard. But he has that. He has the tight. He's got the tight denim jeans, tight denim jacket, which I think was like two sizes too small. <laughs> the biggest gun. Maybe in the it was world. supposed to be somebody else that was playing the know. part. Did they buy their own costumes? Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just shows up and said, "Oh, okay." But yeah, his line whenever um, he steals the grave, the, the steal the tombs, like goddamn kids. Goddamn kids. <laughs> oh my He's, goodness! The Judith Myers tombstones missing. <laughs> we need to do like a, a sidequel, a midquel. What are they called? Midquel. And it's just, it's just him. What he's doing Halloween night? <laughs> What's the graveyard keeper up to? Yeah. He's the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the Halloween, Halloween franchise. Yeah. Lion King one and a half. Yeah. We reference this on another podcast. Yeah, I will reference that all the time. Um, by the way, listen to Riverside Falls on uh, <laughs> Arcade Audio. On Arcade Audio. Um, um, yeah, he came home. That's the famous line. Mm-hmm. Oh, he says it in the scene. And then Annie picks her up. And she has pot. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, they're smoking a duber. <laughs> That's how you know that even though Lori's a loser and she's too smart for boys, that she's still cool because she smokes pot. (laughs) (laughs) She tells Annie, she she tells Annie, I'm too, I'm too smart. Guys think I'm too smart. And she's like, why don't I think you're wacko? (laughs) Wait, is that that part? They they bring it up in the movie, but like whenever they roll up on the hardware store and Sheriff Brackett. Yeah, that's the part where they meet them. And then, and then you find out that the mask got stolen. yeah, Yeah. Like he... I had to have smelled it. So, oh. Well, well that's what Lori says. Lori's yeah, like, I, I think he smelled it. And Annie's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and she like, gives smelled. her dad a hard time, too. My dad's too. the sheriff. He's not going to get us in trouble. I don't, and she gives him a hard time. I don't he's give like, a he's fuck. He's trying to yell over the alarm. And then she's like, I can't hear you. And then he starts yelling. And she's like, don't yell at me. <laughs> and then the alarm goes off. Yeah. Uh, so in that scene, all at once, um, they we find out that that's her dad. Uh-huh. And uh, that's where the mascot got. And then he's Michael Myers starts following them in yeah, the car. Yeah, he starts following them. And that's the where we meet Loomis. And the car goes right behind Loomis in that yeah. one shot. Such a good moment. And Beautiful. Loomis, Loomis tells uh, the detective uh, bracket, he's like, I just need to talk to you for a few moments. And then he spells, spends the rest of the night with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Blue Easter Colt's playing in that scene. Don't fear the Reaper. Like, uh, okay, damn. So that's where it is. And, well then, done. Uh, it's, and then Darkness Falls as the. As the car, cars drive. Yeah. The, the, that choice of song could have been incredibly on the nose, mm-hmm. but it works. Because mm-hmm. also, for whatever reason, I just didn't expect there to be music like, licensed and, music. Yeah, yeah. I think it's only really that one song. It, it is. Yeah. But even then, like you're so far into the the movie that like, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, well, if there hasn't been any yet. It, yeah, like you don't, you just don't expect it for the rest, and it's like, oh shit, that's a toe tapper. That's like in um in the Exorcist, they have a Doobie Brothers song. 
Ram- they have Rambo Man. No, it's Allman Brothers. They have Rambo Man playing really? in a bar, and it's like <laughs> it's cut to a bar scene with one of the priests and just Rambo Man, but the Allman Brothers is playing in the background. I love like, that. What? That's also in the car they bring up. That's the first time we hear about Ben Tramer, which is the guy that Lori has a crush on. Uh, wait till we get to Halloween too, everybody. <laughs> talk about. I cannot wait to talk about Ben Me Tramer too. in great Me detail. Too. I have some things to say. <laughs> I have a few things. They sell the Bane Tramer mask on Trick or Treat Studios, and I've been thinking about buying it. Oh, because it's slightly different looking than Yeah, because it's it's the Michael Myers mask, but with blonde hair. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so cool. Then we go to um, Brackett and Loomis are at the Myers house, in which we find out Michael Myers ate a dog. A dog or a skunk. Or a skunk. They don't, I couldn't tell was it, if it was a dog. That's how ham he went on that animal. They would have known it was a skunk, though, because you smell like, if you hit a skunk yeah. on the side of the road, it gives off an odor. Yeah. Also, it would have been a small dog, I guess, if they, if it I mean, at that point, skunk. just say it's a dog or a raccoon or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't, that's such a distinct, like, difference. Emphasis on stinct. Yeah. Sorry, but in the podcast was, like, now. Pull a Pepe Le Pew and say, well, it's a skunk or a cat. <laughs> yeah you know there you go a little Looney Tunes if Joe Dante directed this movie that would have happened yo alright look I would love a Joe Dante version of like any movie <laughs> uh, let's watch Inner Space next <laughs> let's see okay this is where I have it written down so Loomis talks about how he met Michael when he was six years old yes uh-huh. tried to help him for eight years uh-huh. and he tried to keep him locked up for seven mm-hmm. that total was 21 he would be 21 years old yeah but in the how credit, old did they say? In the credits, it says he's twenty three. Yeah, uh, maybe that's how old the actor was. Well, how many? It's what fifteen years between sixty eight and seven, or sixty three and seventy eight. Yeah, it's fifteen years. Uh-huh. So six plus fifteen is twenty one. Hmm. Well, you know, I wonder, has other things on his mind. I, don't I know. wonder if the actor, the kid actor, was like nine years old, and that they did the math like that. Well, it says. Um, in the credits, it says Michael Myers, age six, and oh. then Michael Myers, age 23. It sounds like whoever just did the credits, like, fucked up. We, did, we need to talk to Pacific Titles. They didn't, they didn't credit the dog, either. Lester? Yeah, they didn't credit Lester. They didn't tell us who played him. All right, let's get it. I feel gypped. <laughs> and so, now we're at the Doyle and Wallace houses, uh-huh. where they're babysitting... Um, Lindsay and, and Tommy. Tommy. Lindsay, I thought... Because her the actress's name is Kyle Richards, so I was like, I wonder if she's related to Keith Richards at all, but she's not. But apparently she's on the Real Housewives of Beverly yeah. Hills, mm-hmm. which I've never seen. But Her niece is Paris Hilton. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was strange. Um, I did that research. That's a bit of research I did. <laughs> I just went down a, the Real Housewives wormhole. Because I found out she was on Real Housewives. Yeah, I saw that. And then I was like, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Yeah, he strangles Lester. Yeah, that's how we know he's bad. If you didn't know before, he, we watch him kill a dog, so that's how we know he's bad for sure. And the, the and then Annie's like, he's like barking. And like Annie, apparently when she babysits, she just yells at Lindsay for her to do stuff for her. Because she's like, she spills the food on her shirt and she's like, Lindsay, get me a robe. <laughs> And then she hears the dog. She's like, Lindsay, the dog's barking again. The dog dies. And she's like, oh, never mind. Guess he got a hot date. <laughs> Don't have to think about that. Now let me just get naked in this kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Because I spilled he... a bit of butter. 
on my shirt. God. Oh. Yeah, she has to take off her whole outfit. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. Instead of just letting the stain sit. Um, so watching the thing on the TV. Yes. Yeah. Which, which yeah, John Carpenter huge. did. This was before he did the remake. It's like right? career foreshadowing. Yeah. Is what that yes. is. The thing came out in '82, and then um, let's just skip straight to Annie's death. Okay. Wait, I do want to say something right before she died. Um, I usually pay attention to like if movies pass the Bechdel test or not, but I wasn't paying attention for this one. But I looked it up. Apparently, the only time it passes the Bechdel test is when Annie gets stuck in the window. And Lindsay comes in and is like, you left the door locked. And she's like, I know. Help me get out of this. So that's when it passes the yeah. test. Yeah, wow. Pretty much. Well, the, the <laughs> because the whole time the girls are just boys. talking about boyfriends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is why so they're so preoccupied <laughs> and vulnerable to getting murdered. <laughs> Research. <laughs> Whenever she gets stuck in the window, it makes me think of um, when uh, the girl gets stuck in the... Uh, garage door and scream. Yes. Scream, yeah. 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 It's also just such a, like a slapsticky moment. Yeah. Of <laughs> just like she got her foot caught in a like, towel the, rack. Yeah. No, it was like a like a shelf, like a metal yeah. shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Then Paul calls and she has to go pick up Paul. So she drops Lindsay off over with Lori and Tommy, and then she goes to get her car. And she's making up a song. Which that part, yeah, that part was really creepy because, like, she is unlocked. She also leaves the house in just a shirt and a blanket. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, she's just going to, like, go and pick them up and, like, Yeah, she just runs across the street. I mean, yeah. I do this. Sometimes I drive to McDonald's and house slippers. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> but she, like, opens the door, it's locked. It's like, oh, keys. No, no keys. keys, but my paw. Goes, goes, gets the keys, comes back, doors unlocked. Yeah. <gasps> who did it? Who did it? Who done it? It's Michael Myers. That's who. Well, he, that, I think he he was already in the car. He must have already been in the car when the door was locked. And then he unlocked it when she came back. Or maybe he had a coat hanger <laughs> and just unlocked it that way. He's real handy he doesn't, cars. He yeah. doesn't have good luck with coat hangers, though. We've established so. that Michael Myers is the best when it comes to cars. <laughs> there's, there's another universe where Michael Myers... Uh, kills the uh, mechanic. There's so many then, different universes. And then assumes his life as a mechanic. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I'm I giving just, up on murder and I'm going to be yeah, a mechanic. I just wanted to get out of the psych ward. And I, I, just watched, wanted, I just wanted to work on a block. I was watching some Hal Needham films and I just really <laughs> wanted to start working on cars. Uh, the Okay, so that entire sequence where like she has to... Uh, take her clothes off and, and do the laundry and shit like that was like crazy again just masterful suspense building because there was about five different times where it's like I don't really remember this part incredibly well mm-hmm. at what point it's like oh it's now right no mm-hmm. it's now right oh, no yeah. it's now right and Michael's staring at her through like 18 yeah, different exactly. ways exactly uh, but then when he does finally like jump up out of the back seat Legit jump scare for me. Like, I mm. jumped a little bit on the couch, and I was not expecting to get got like that. <laughs> Rewatching this for the umpteenth time. Yeah. And it was, it's just a testament to how effective the movie still yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's such a good buildup until the. There's also. This a, is another movie where there's a long buildup, and then most of the killings happen, like, in a row. Oh, yeah. And even then, though, like, the. The score does like so much legwork oh, for, sure. for the first like two thirds of this movie. Like the dialogue, we talked about it before. The dialogue is not good. <laughs> like it's not very good. I think it's, it's not pretty very good. Stop talking shit, okay? Deborah Hill wrote this. I, I think it's still pretty that, good. But I that think said, the dialogue's good. I feel like 
my take from this movie was uh-huh. like, ugh, dialogue was kind of rough. But, like, the score... Yeah, it's really good. ...does so much of the yeah. legwork for the... Di- the score is better dialogue than the dialogue. Mm-hmm. The score... Like, the di- I, you always remember the... Da, 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 yeah. But you forget about, like, all the other... Da, 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 like, all the other different, like, themes throughout this. Let's talk about the score real quick since we're on the subject. So, John Carpenter, he did everything in mm-hmm. three to four days. Yeah. Oh, wow. And... The theme he got from playing bongos. Right. So he adapted bongos to the piano. That's how he got the theme. I wow. love that. Apparently That's he wrote crazy. it in an hour. I wish. That's Just like insane. when Stevie yeah. Nicks wrote uh, Rhiannon in four minutes. Four minutes? For yeah. real? Yeah. That's like, and the song is like, sometimes in the concert the song's like eight minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, how long is the song itself? Like, <laughs> Just twice it twice. <laughs> I mean, it is a very repetitive song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Annie's death was, um, it was, like watching it on the movie is cooler because they recreated it for the Halloween Horror Nights mm-hmm. in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Like they had like an That's actress like, getting like strangled window, in yeah. a car, like in a garage yeah. on the maze. And it was so like just seeing it in person than seeing it in the movie was like really cool. <laughs> I think it makes it's it even creepier somewhere around here. When's like the next time we go to the Myers household with Loomis? And, it's next. Um, it's next. Yeah. Except okay. For that. And that's when, like, Lonnie, he's like, Lonnie, get your ass away from me. Which is a Lonnie, get your ass very away from funny me. moment. Yeah. yeah. And he's having a good time, and then all of a sudden, Brackett comes out of nowhere and scares the shit out of Loomis. <laughs> so Loomis scares like, Lonnie, yeah. and then, then, then Loomis gets scared. But also, like, you're the one dude that's not supposed to get scared in this situation. <laughs> you're over here pulling pranks on kids. Uh, okay. Stop everything right now. Okay. Because this is where... Stop recording? No. <laughs> you keep recording, you keep listening. Loomis has a Mare Vaughn July 4th weekend size fuck up right here. Wait, I think this is later on because I'm is thinking it later about this on? too. Yeah, there's a, is few, it when, there's when, a few more killings happen before this. When the sheriff like, is like, hey, yeah, let's get every cop in the city. Oh, no, I'm thinking about something else. Okay. Then. Cause like yeah, You're sure. Right. What bracket? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like yeah. We let's just get all the the deputies uh-huh. out like on every corner. Like let's just have everyone on full alert. And and Loomis, and Loomis is like, is like we don't want him to know that we're Loomis looking. Loomis for him. like nah, dog. He's like no. They're gonna they're gonna think they're gonna see him everywhere they turn. Good. Oh uh, yeah. But this is backed up by Halloween too because in Halloween too. The cops are so incompetent. They're searching for him in yeah. Halloween 2, and that's how Ben Tramer, spoiler alert, gets hit by a car and bursts into flames. Okay, you know what? He deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, you so, know, you know what you're looking for. Uh, Halloween 2 proves that Loomis was right in this situation. <laughs> Not in saying. this particular situation, though. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Ben Tramer could have been killed a lot earlier, is what I'm saying. What was Ben Tramer wearing? He's dressed like Michael Myers. Okay. <laughs> This is before anyone was dressed like Michael Myers. You know what he's wearing? Hey, he's wearing a jumpsuit from the mechanics. He's wearing a... a, a what, were the, what were the masks that got stole? He's wearing one of those. By the way, did they have multiple of those masks and Michael just stole them all so nobody else could dress like him? They said that... Except for Ben Tramer, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm so confused is like, what was Ben Tramer going to Halloween as? That, we should save that for episode two, but like, <laughs> I'm just saying, full court press that motherfucker, and maybe 
maybe so, like all those kids don't die. We'll put it under review. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's some 4th of July Amityville or Amity Island shit right it's there. Different, mixing up your films. So next we got Linda and Bob pulling up in Bob's van. Which yeah. And then Bob makes a very problematic joke about like tearing Lindsay's clothes off. I'm, every time I hear it, I'm like, no, that's not cute. I miss that. It's like when they're in the car, she's like, okay, we're going to go in. I'm going to tear my clothes off. You're going to tear your clothes off. And he's like, then I'm going to tear Lindsay's clothes off. I'm what like, the fuck was that about? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, Bob, you're not cute. Like, that was a, that's creepy. That's a very unfunny joke. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it was the 70s. It was a horrible time. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wait, uh, cut to from the car. You cut to like the Halloween parade that Lori's holding in in the other house. <laughs> they they've like carved the pumpkin. And they're coming out of the kitchen, and Tommy's like, wow, and they're like, ooh, ooh. It's like such a weird cut. It's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, the whole Bob taking Linda out of the van and taking her inside the house, mm-hmm. which yeah. was like later recreated yep. with Michael. He leaves the van door, van door open. open. Yeah, yeah. Van Michael door carries open. her in before he carry. Michael carries Annie in before. Oh, it's before that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. okay. Tommy tries to scare Lindsay, and Tommy sees him that's doing it. Right, yeah. That's right. Timelines all mixed up. I watched this movie last night, and still, <laughs> I watched it this morning. That's all the doors so well. in this entire town are open. Yeah, but it's a very like trusting neighborhood. Well, yeah. Right, I mean that's the whole thing. Yeah. It's like it was a safer time, quote unquote, yeah. safer time, and you could just leave your doors unlocked and yada yada yada. I understand that, mm-hmm. but also just because the doors unlocked doesn't mean like even if you're friends, you just walk in. Yeah, <laughs> like they walk in, uh, they call out for, "Hey, is anyone home?" Yeah, no, yeah. we're just gonna hum- dry hump on the couch for a few minutes. They didn't even turn the lights on or check if Annie's there. No. Yeah, no, they, they call out. Yeah. I think, yeah, but yeah. that's it. They do a little investigating. Yeah. <laughs> well, and she calls. She calls Lori and asks where Annie is too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Bob's death now? Well, yeah. so they Wait, go upstairs. I want to talk quick. about when they have sex. And there's just a lit jack o' lantern in a bedroom. Oh yeah. It's for ambiance. <laughs> but it I was bet there they were when like, they got in. I bet they're like, baby, let's get some candles. It was there when they walked in, though. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, I want to talk about the lit jack o' lantern in our guest room. You, you never know. I want to talk about when they fire hazard <laughs> when they have sex, and then um, and then like. Linda's like a modern woman. She's like, go you're going to go beer. get me a beer. <laughs> and then she's like sitting and smoking. I love that part. Smoking in a stranger's bed. With a lit jack o' lantern right next well, to she Well, they know who it is. It's uh, her Lindsay's parents' house. We're, okay, then even, like, we're just going to just smoke in your parents' bed <laughs> after we bone in it. It's it's so, yeah, that's, that's a weird situation. I feel. <clears throat> they're bad. They're bad. They're all bad people. They deserve to die. No, they don't. Go get me to die. some beer from their. Fridge. I love. I love how sexually liberated the women are in this movie. <laughs> I'm for it. Put I, that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, this death is pretty iconic. Yo, Bob's yeah. death. Bob gets shishkebobbed, mm-hmm. which I think is hilarious. Into the door, and his yeah. body's like hanging there. That's a very that cool death. Supposedly, supposedly supposed to be Dennis Quaid. Oh, really? He's playing Bob. Yeah, yeah because I Bob seen him and on Linda? set. There's was like else, pictures of him on set. Oh, they were dating at the time. 
PJ Souls? No, yeah, PJ Souls and Dennis Quaid were dating at the time. At the time, oh wow, that's right because there's she a, she did a lot of like movies around that time. She yeah, was like there's, in Rock and Roll High School. And, yeah, there's pictures. By the way, um, listen to Matt Groy's podcast. I was there too. He interviews PJ Souls about Halloween mostly, um, Carrie, Rock and Roll High School, and Stripes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there are on set pictures of Dennis Quaid on the Carrie set, mm-hmm. and I think on this set and as on well. this set too. Yeah, yeah, we'll put those on, on the my IMDb. <laughs> Um, and then apparently the scene where Michael wears the um, the sheet and is the ghost was like one of the first scares that they wrote. Like mm-hmm. that's Deborah Hill said that was one of their first ideas for a scare. That was very funny. Yeah. It shows he has a playful side. He does. He's like a like a cat toying. Michael with its is prey. very. Like, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but Michael's, like, very theatrical. Like, when Lori comes into the house, he, like, sets it up. So oh, he does, like, a booby trap. It's like, it's like yeah. a freaking Rube Goldberg machine. He sets it up so, like, machine. she sees the thing. <laughs> then his body comes down. For some, like, a door opens. Yeah. Like, how does that door open? Well, Michael Myers, he had some fish in line. <laughs> yeah. He was, like, on his side. He, he, Michael Myers invented that uh, that dollar bill trick with the, like, fishing wire and, like, the, the like, coil. Yeah. I feel uh, like... I feel like he invented um, mousetrap. I feel like Michael Myers would have done the uh, what's that meme going around with the the blanket and the and the dog? Oh, for sure, <laughs> he would have. He but then he chokes the dog. Yeah, yeah. He, he would have done the, the the dog fake out, and then it would have been horrible afterwards. So it's a good thing he didn't do that. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, yeah, like that is the one thing that I don't really recall. I don't want to say it's charming. But it but is like, Michael. Uh, he's it, pretty cute. It's well, it's pretty charismatic <laughs> for a killer to do that. Like that's the one thing I feel like doesn't really carry over to the I other think movies. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't those remember weird flex of personality. That well, he I think it's like his like childhood mentality yeah, because he's kind of like too. yeah. But I in the rest of the movies, of, though, he's just a like a robotic moving forward ahead, come what may, like indestructible yeah, machine. Yeah. I don't think they used it in other movies, but... What was I going to say? And then, of course, uh, Linda gets strangled by the phone cord. Yep. Cord. Over, and she, Lori hears it over the phone. Which, that's, this movie has so many good callbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. It's weird. Like, Did an improviser getting... write this? <laughs> <laughs> this movie was written on the Herald structure. Okay, this is where I want us to talk about, talk about my it. Dr. Loomis problem, is okay. that... They cut back to the house. This is when Dr. Loomis realizes that Michael's probably not going to come back to the house because he sees the car that's been there all fucking day. (laughs) Like, he didn't... He wasn't... He's been staying by this house, like, an hour, maybe two hours. How did he not search the perimeter yeah. and see the fucking hospital car. Well, the way they made look it... across the street. Yeah. They, made it, they made it seem like it was so far away, Dire Straits, because yeah. he was, um, because he was wait, because he runs to it. Yeah. So he was just like, what's that brown in the distance? Oh, that's my car. Yep, smash window, that's my car. Doc Loomis, a lot of blind spots. More blind spots than that Well, that's why wagon. he wasn't driving. <laughs> maybe at the end, maybe his eyesight is just really terrible, and that's why and he never really shoots Michael. He, he just <laughs> he misses him every fucking time. That the movie should have opened with Doc Loomis at Getting the gun an eye range, test. like practicing, Missing and then it ends time. with a shot of him getting the target rolled up at him, and it's just like there's nothing on it. 
Oh, man. I was like, how did he not see that car all fucking night? He just needs to get, he just needs to get an eye exam. <laughs> he should do that in Halloween, too, at the hospital. He should have got an eye exam. <laughs> um, something I really love, um, whenever Lori goes across the street to investigate, she has kind of like a cowboy walk. Yeah, she Oh, does. yeah, with her hands in her pockets. And she's kind of like moseying on over there. Yeah. I feel do like- you think that Michael would have still attacked her if she didn't come across the street and go into the house. Well, I guess he set it up for her to discover the bodies and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's why he did the whole Rube Goldberg mousetrap thing. <laughs> he was like, someone's, some, someone's going to see it. He has, he has a knack for the theatrics. <laughs> yeah. He does. He's dramatic. Everybody's entitled to one good scare. Let's see. Yeah. The whole like walking across the street because like John Carpenter is heavily influenced by Western. So mm-hmm. that was like, he's oh, like, I'm yeah, having my Western be- moment. Yeah. Which is very, very cool, I think. Um, and then she goes in the house, does not turn on the light. Yeah, that's the one thing that I'm like, that was... But other than that, I feel like every move that she makes is a smart move. Like, I never... There's not another part of the movie where I'm like, why did she do that? Like, when you're usually in horror movies, you're like, that was dumb, don't do that. Yeah, like, I don't know if this is just ha- having been conditioned from watching horror movies for yeah. my entire life, but I will always, if I'm walking into a pitch black place... I'm turn and like turn the light on. Do you ever just have that weird feeling of just like shit? There's Michael Myers after me right now. There's a Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Where you just turn on every damn light in the house or apartment or anything like that because you get that feeling sometimes. You just get that feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but maybe that's part of the theme of the movie. Like people just feel safe; they don't feel the need to do it. I don't. That's why Michael Myers is so creepy because like he blends in. Yeah, Yeah. and like because because you know. That's and cool. she's the only one that's ever feels threatened by him. Everybody else doesn't because see him, right? she's not preoccupied with boys. She's too smart for guys. <laughs> and the ones that she likes just get hit by a car and burst into flames. <laughs> she didn't even really like them. She was going to call it off the next day. Uh-oh. Well, she. I think she like didn't want to because Annie was trying to set them up. But I think she, that's like awkward. You don't want your friend to be like. Mm-hmm. They think you're cute. I also think she was just throwing a name out there just to <laughs> shut her friend just up. Just to shut Annie yeah. up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I knew you like boys and you're not weird. Um, so then we get to, she like discovers the Annie on the bed with Judas Tombstone, which they recreated that for the maze. Oh, of course they did. And I will post that on Instagram. Absolutely. <laughs> it was such a, such a, oh, it's so cool the way they did it in the maze. was like Where was he keeping the tombstone? There was a garage. You might have hit in the garage. You might have in the garage. Yeah, that's true. He's yeah. That also thing with the whole like otherworldly entity shape yeah. thing was like how strong he is. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, yeah, the way he just li- for the Bob kill, he lifts up Bob, stabs him. Yeah. So the way this goes is, I'm just imagining he's Root. he's he's just pumping iron and watching Smokey the Bandit in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he's doing. The entire time he's at Smith smoking Roo. cigarettes <laughs> for the asthma. Yeah, let's see. My next note. Yeah, I like to see how Michael rigged up all this stuff. We talked about that. <laughs> the the part where she runs out of the house yelling, "Everybody, help me, please!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those asshole neighbors. They see her because you see their shadow. You in can the see them up in the light yeah. in the window. Yeah, yeah. And then they turn their lights off, pretending they're not home. What a bunch of dipshits! I know, but I think they must have thought that it was a prank. Yeah, I, either, I'm assuming. I think it's like either a prank or just that suburban like. Mm, I don't want to get involved type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they must have thought it was a prank. Let's see. And then Michael runs across the street 
No, he walks. Yeah, Excuse me, say, walks across um, the street. I'm sorry. Laurie runs across the street, I meant to say. She makes that smart move where she sh- throws the flower pot up at the window so lot of, yeah, to lot wake of up potted, Tommy. A lot of potted plants getting smashed I, in this movie. <sighs> My problem with this is uh, maybe lead him away from the children? Yeah. Well, I think she's just trying to get in because she thinks she can lock the door and he won't come in. Well, at a certain point... Like, you got to bail on that plan. <laughs> yeah. I he's, mean, like, getting into the front yard, and Tommy still hasn't well, opened she the door insta- yet. She goes into the house. She instantly tells Tommy, go upstairs, lock the door, don't come out. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not trying to. And then later on, when she, so then he comes in, because there was a window open. And then she, thank God she loves knitting, because she had those knitting needles. Yeah. She thinks he's she's killed him, and then, um, and then... When he comes back, because the boogeyman doesn't die, um, she instantly tells the kids to lock themselves in the door, and then she runs the other way so to lead him away from the kids. After he's in the house with the, yeah. that has the children yeah. in it, like yeah, go try a few more doors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but also like if you're the babysitter, you're in charge of the kids, so like I don't know. It's I understand heat of the moment, yeah. tough call. But Listen, she's 17 years old. Okay? Yeah, I know. I, you know, easy for me to play, you know, armchair babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's a new segment of the show, armchair babysitter. We've got to go with Rich Camelucci live. All right, first of all, they wait way too long to start carving the jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to read them uh, comic books to try to, like, instead of King Arthur? Come on. He can read comic books himself. Oh, man. Yeah, and the whole stabbing in the neck thing, that shot's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And then going upstairs, and he's he's still coming. Yeah. And she locks herself up in the closet. and him The use of shadows in this is so... Oh, we didn't even talk about superb. when she was in the house, and she's like she like sees all the dead bodies, and she's leaned up against the... Right, the yes. Oh, oh and he God. comes out of the shadows. The most so iconic. You can barely see yeah. his face. Yeah. Barely see it. it. Well, they ha- used a dimmer. Yes. Yeah. They used a dimmer to slowly light up his face. I... Rewound that. Rich like, is five touching times. himself. Right I, re- now. I am. <laughs> I am so horny for that shot. I rewound that like five times. Yeah. It's such a good shot. It's it such a so good, fucking good. It's iconic. That shot, and after she, um, she's in the closet. He breaks in, and she stabs him in the eye with the hanger. That, uh, good, that's so good too. And then stabs him. She's just so quick, like to think of stuff. Yeah. Like she thinks of the. She's just um, resourceful. Very yeah, resourceful. She thinks of the knitting needle, and then she instantly grabs one of the things and starts taking it mm-hmm. apart to stab him in the eye. Which, when she gets stabbed in the eye, I found this out in the new Halloween movie. Uh-huh. He has a scar there. Yeah, he, he has like a. Well, he has a scar when they unmask him in the first. movie. Yeah, but too. in the new one movie, he has like a white eye where oh, he like can't nice. see out of it. Hell yeah. That's the, so cool. the new one coming out. Yeah. And Trick or Treat Studios is selling that appliance. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting paid by stop. I'm getting paid by Trick or Treat Studios. <laughs> you need to. I'm uh, dude, I was on their website watching all their blog stuff and I was I'm freaking pumped. I'm gonna buy one of the masks. <laughs> I've been thinking about going as uh, the pumpkin head kid from uh, Halloween three. Oh. Um for Halloween. That's another iconic shot too, after that. He gets stabbed and rising up. Yeah, and he rising up. I mean it inspired The Undertaker. Yeah. Like, we don't have 25 plus years of the dead man, if not. So, okay, that inspired The Undertaker. And when uh, Michael Myers kills Bob and he does that, like, cocked head uh-huh. look, which is also, like, crazy iconic. Yeah. Uh, like, 
Undertaker's brother Kane would do the same thing in his early Demon King uh, days. By the way, Trick or Treat Studios sell Kane masks. <laughs> throw that out there. Shut Promo up. code Haddonfield. <laughs> um, before he rises up, she like tells the kids to leave, and the kids calmly walk down the stairs, and then they open the door and start screaming and running across the street. And then Lewis is like, I guess he's in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unrelated. <laughs> That's odd. <laughs> He's just squinting. He's like, Are those children? Ter- <laughs> Are those children? Because you can't fucking see. I can't tell if they're children or skunks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then he runs in and finally, they had the whole the unmasking thing. Yeah. Which, watching this movie as a kid, I never knew they unmasked him and then watching it as, again as an adult. I wonder if they have it in the TV version or not because I don't remember it either. Yeah, and then like Until you had, I watched it For later. the TV version, they had to like add stuff. Like they had to shoot additional stuff for it to fill like an actual two hour block. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I remember watching like notice, no, actually no noticing that he unmasked him. Like paying attention for the first time and just freaking out. I'm like, wow, we actually get to see his Yeah, his yeah. face. And then in... A Halloween curse of Michael Myers turns out his face is just green goo. <laughs> I, I haven't wait. watched it. Don't spoil it for I me. I haven't seen that movie in years. <laughs> it's, it's a very memorable thing. Also, there's a weird lo- exchange of dialogue after um, Loomis shoots Michael with like all the bullets in his gun. Shoots him six times. Yeah. He famously yells that in the second movie. <laughs> I shot him six times! Um, although, did yeah, he have well, six bullets? Yeah, well, was shot nine times. So. Because does he shoot the gun earlier in the in the Myers house when he gets scared by the window? No. Or he just pulls it out? Yeah, he okay. just pulls it out. Okay, so he shoots and him six times. And then he tells Bracket that I have, he does have a permit. He pulls it out. It's written on the same piece of paper that your social security card's on. Very, very flimsy. <laughs> There's like a weird exchange of dialogue where Lori says, What? She says something about the. The, um, the boogeyman, boogeyman is real. Yeah. Yeah. She says something. Is the boogeyman something? She's like, The boogeyman is real or something like that. Because yeah. she spends the whole movie denying that the boogeyman yeah. is real. And then, and then he's like, As a matter of fact, it was. He would like it doesn't make sense. Or like, and then he goes, he bet your ass is real. <laughs> and then he lights he up says, a cigar. He says, get your ass away from there. Also, it's weird. Uh, like, it's real quick and you miss it. But like when Loomis is shooting Michael Myers, he says, smile, you son of a bitch. Oh, I didn't catch that at all. <laughs> yeah, because he puts a tank. He puts a yeah, oh, wait, Michael Myers is a tank. <laughs> I like fell for it for a minute. And when he pulls out his gun, he yells, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> It's a skunk. <laughs> and then when Lori's when Lori's at the top of the stairs, she's like, "Hey, come up and see me sometime." <laughs> Put your lips together and blow. <laughs> and when she's in the second movie, when she's being brought down uh, the stairs, she says, "I'm ready for my close-up, Mister Demille." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, of course, Michael Myers' famous last words after he dies on the ground is "Rosebud." <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Um, so I, I just wrote down that Loomis look whenever he's looking around when Michael's gone. Now, John Carpenter gave him a direction that was like, act like he's not there, but also give a reaction as if he's still there. Because they hadn't decided if they were going to do. Yeah. And other. like, and he's like, then we'll, he's like, then I'll find it in the edit. And then John Carpenter's like, it's pretty obvious which one we used. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's okay, John. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You coy boy. Thanks, JC. Um, yeah, it is weird. how like, we see the shot of Michael Myers all laying on the ground, uh-huh. but 
no one else does in the well, movie. Well, Loomis does. No, we. Yeah, Loomis looks oh, out yeah, the window yeah, and sees yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Loomis looks out the window, and the shot we see that he sees is he's gone. Mm-hmm. I think he looks both times. I I specifically like made sure to. Check I'm sad one rich on this one because I watched All right. it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched and, it this morning, but okay. <laughs> oh, then shit, you might have me. <laughs> Listen, I know editing in movies. That's that's my big thing right now. I thought he shot him, saw him on the ground, then turned well, around and talked to Lori. Because that's what I had always thought, because yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember watching it the other day and just being like, wow, he just didn't... He didn't know. check. Yeah. After he says his line, he goes to the window and he's yeah. gone. And then yeah. he does that Loomis look. And yeah. then it cuts to heavy breathing on the soundtrack. Yeah, heavy breathing. And then it shows the different spots from the movie. Yeah. That's the end of the movie. And then that's the end of the movie. Wow. I have some final thoughts in this movie that I wrote down. Great. Um, I love that the Halloween was made by John Carpenter and his friends. You got Tommy Lee Wallace uh, editing and being the production's uh, designer. You got Nick Castle as the shape. Um, both guys, they all went to USC Film School with Carpenter. And then Wallace, yeah, married Nancy Loomis, who plays Annie. And I went on direct Halloween 3, and Nick Castle directed The Last Starfighter and The Major Pain. I, and, oh God, there was another one that he directed as well that I'm like, fuck yeah, fuck, I gotta look this up. The Last Starfighter is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie so much. We're just gonna have a podcast in which we talk about The Last Starfighter. Oh yeah, Tommy Lee Wallace created The Mask. By, of course, famously, yeah. William Shatner. He made, Shatner. like, two different options. Dennis the Menace. He fucking directed Dennis the Menace, too. He did. Nick Castle, hell yeah. With Walter Matthau. Nick Castle. Oh, my goodness. And he's back as the shape. Yeah. Let's see. For oh, yeah. First time. I'm, that was the only time he played it was the first movie. Mm-hmm. So this may come up in later uh, podcasts. But for this upcoming... Upcoming <laughs> Halloween movie... Uh-huh. Um, is Michael Myers supposed to be age appropriate? Yes. Okay, so it's going to be like a mid to upper sixties Michael Myers. Yeah. He's going to be. A... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So twenty-one. So he's going to be like sixty-one years old or sixty-three. Or sixty-three. Listen <laughs> <laughs> to the things I wrote. Oh yeah, I'm going to post this too. But I saw John Carpenter in concert. Yeah, I was going to bring that yeah. up. So that was a really cool experience. We're running. We're an hour and a half right now, so I don't know if I can hey. keep going. We're about as long as the movie. Yeah. <laughs> if you're uh, listening to this at two a.m., you you're hearing the birds chirping outside. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I want to borrow from Married with Movies real quick. Who, uh, performance wise, who are the MVPs and who are the LVPs of this movie? Oh, MVP for sure, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Nancy Loomis too. I think she's great. Yeah. Um, or Nancy Keys, whichever you prefer. Yeah, Nancy Keys. LVP. What's it? Who's LVP? the least valuable player of this movie? Hmm. Oh, no, excuse me. MVP for me is the graveyard keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn kids. Yeah. No holds barred. Uh, I think most, no holds barred? <laughs> I think most of the actors in this movie are pretty good. Like, there wasn't. A I'm going to go with Tommy. <laughs> for the the child actors, yeah. 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 I mean, he's cute, but, like, yeah. I mean, he's got that dope astronaut outfit, but other than that, his acting's not up to snuff. <laughs> but even that's, like, he's pretty good. Yeah. I would say um, maybe child uh, Michael Myers, not that great. Oh, yeah. 
The two actors who play Judith Myers and the boyfriend, they're not amazing. You know what? I'm going to go with mom because she just gave a look. <laughs> she phoned in her performance for sure. Like, Michael. <laughs> Michael. What's Michael Myers' middle name? I'm sure Michael that's, Malcolm Myers. I'm sure that's canon somewhere. Like it's written that his middle name is like so, Christian or some shit. There were like a short series of paperback. Wait, novels. I think his middle name is Christian. Now that I think about it. That would would be very on the nose. Let me Google it real quick. <laughs> so there were it's there were Damien. A, a small series of paperback novels Sam that Bain. well Sam that Bain went Myers. into that stuff. These these paperbacks yeah. would go into like oh, maybe Samuel or something. It went into how he learned to drive, and it went into oh, yeah, did. like it filled in all these ga- all say? these holes and gaps for the driving. Yeah, uh, the theory in the book, like it didn't exactly like definitively say mm-hmm. it, but the theory is that in those first seven years or whatever it was, eight years that. Uh, Loomis was trying to figure out what was wrong with him uh-huh. uh, and in the eight years going back and forth to like parole hearings or whatever or whatever it was that they had to keep going back and forth though he was watching Loomis drive and Uh-oh. taking notes as to how to drive mm-hmm. still doesn't really uh, you know cover everything but also he was so young when he did when he murdered his sister like I don't think that they put him immediately into maximum security yeah like so, mental institution. Like, I feel like they probably put him in, like, a young kid's type the, of place where the, they were still learning. And The other thing that was described about these novels is that they were rare, mm-hmm. which this is just a general thing for me, but I don't understand how things are really, like, rare anymore, like pop culture items. Because, like, if one person has them and has access to the internet, uh-huh. it's not rare anymore. At least the, well, the content itself is not rare. You know what I'm saying? I mean, unless they don't share it with people. I mean, there's plenty of books that are, they're probably not in print anymore. Right. But even if there's 5,000 that yeah. got printed, uh-huh. like one person owning that book and like just scanning the pages to the internet. Yeah, but they know? have to do it first before it right. becomes well, not rare. So, for example, the, the Star Wars Christmas special uh-huh. that used to be super rare. like Now it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah exactly. That kind of thing. I had with it. one simple step, it becomes unrare. Yeah. If you are holding on to these novels, we're begging you, please release the content. And thank you for subscribing to the Patreon <laughs> for Arcade Audio to re- listen to this podcast. And upon my Googling, I found out that Michael Myers' middle name is Audrey. No. Really? That's what it says. No. That's why I killed his sister. Now I'm just desperate to tie this into Little Shop of Horrors. I like that his his initials is his name is Ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. Excuse ma'am. Me, ma'am. 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 Get in over. Get ma'am. So yeah, but your whole theory about watching Loomis drive? No, that's not my theory. That's, that's from in the, the books. books. Fuck those books. He watched Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> that's what I want to believe. How are we going to rate the movie? Um, I think we should do it on the pumpkin scale. So, so we're going to do a rating system based on one out of a hundred pumpkins. Or uh, I would like to also throw into contention uh, a rating scale of um, how many miles it took uh, Michael Myers to drive from Smith's Grove to Haddonfield. It's a 103, one to 150. right? 150 miles. 150. Yeah. So a scale of 1 to 150 miles. Or you can do it on a scale of uh, skunks and or dogs. Is this movie a skunk or a dog? I would say, I want to say out of... <laughs> well, this movie is definitely a dog. I yeah. think this movie is a dog. I want to say out of respect to Lindsay's dearly departed dog that it's a dog. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and I want to rate it on pumpkins. I want to say... 
out of a hundred, it's a hundred pumpkins. So hundred pumpkins. I, I mean, it's classic Halloween. It's my favorite movie in the series for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. How many, how many pumpkins would you rate it? Rich? Uh, best in the series for sure. Um, so is the pumpkin scale based on just Halloween movies or all movies? Halloween movies. Then Halloween 100 movies. pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> 100 nope. pumpkins. But, but not just the Halloween movie franchise, but just Halloween movies in general. Ooh, Hocus Pocus would also be 100 pumpkins. If that's the case, then I would probably rate it 93 pumpkins. 93? What? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Crazy. <laughs> Get off my podcast. Ernest Scared Stupid being 97 pumpkins. Oh, my Ernest Lord. Scared Stupid is the best Halloween movie, hands I've never down. Seen Thank it. you. Uh, that's the next podcast series we're going to do. We're going to do a deep dive through all the Ernest movies. It's called Being Earnest. Have you the importance of I've being seen Ernest? The Ernest? I made Christmas a movie. fucking movie poster. That is the movie poster for Important of Being Ernest. And but I you replaced, replaced Ernest with yep. Ernest. Yep. <laughs> replaced Ernest with Ernest. The importance of watching Ernest. All right, let's end this thing. So uh, next episode, do you have anything to promote, Rich? <laughs> Me no. Twitter and podcasts and whatnot. Um, if you're listening to this, you're probably already aware of everything that Arcade Audio has going on. If not, thank you so much for donating. Many thanks for uh, for being a regular patron to our patron uh, our Patreon. Uh, but if you aren't, if this is your first foray and you're just very interested in uh, Halloween stuff, head on over to ArcadeAudio.net. Check out all of our other shows, including Riverside Falls, Queer Movie Night, Potswoggle, Blank Slate. Married movies, the, the entire gamut um, of shows. Uh, Our Father and Humanoid Resources are coming back very, very soon. Um, also, check out uh, PodSlam. Go to arcadeaudio.net slash PodSlam to check out all the information for our podcast marathon. It's the fourth year that we've been doing this. We're raising money for Connor's Cure. We have a goal of four thousand uh, dollars and by the time you're hearing this we should have already started announcing shows um and it's going to be a hell of a fucking lineup um it's going to be a live podcast marathon taking place in chicago illinois at the io theater uh but it's also going to be uh broadcast live audio as well as uh video this year as well as we're going to be uh hopefully streaming on twitch if we can if it cooperates um and yeah, uh, you can donate now. You could donate during the show. You could donate after the show. But uh, any little bit helps uh, to reach our four thousand dollar goal. Um, and personally, you could find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Rich Cammy. And that's, I guess, that's all I got. I right, put your script away, uh, Peyton. What about you? <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Peyton Cody Lynch. Um, if you're as handsome as Paul's voice sounds on the phone in this movie, you know, send me uh, your headshot and resume to queermovienight at gmail.com. Uh, and if you're interested in movies in general and are interested in hearing about queer movies, definitely check out Queer Movie Night on Arcade Audio. It's a great podcast. And I, of course, am Nick Lathan on everything under the sun. <laughs> There's, I'm, I'm, I'm the main online presence for Nick Lathan. I represent all Nick Lathans <laughs> on everything. And you can listen to Riverside Falls and its spinoff, Riverside Law. They're conveniently in the same stream. But we're gonna, we're, I'm editing new Riverside Falls, and we're going to release that September 1st, I want to say. Mm-hmm. It's August now, right? It is August. September 1st, a new episode's coming out. I'm pretty excited about it. And um, yeah, it's a monthly podcast, but Riverside Laws every other week, and it's very stupid. <laughs> Jesus Christ is dumb. So thank you for donating to Patreon, and uh, next week we'll be back with Halloween 2 with Sarah Jean Peters. Yeah! And I need to remind her to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> watch the movie, Norma Jean. 
I know she's not listening to this. What's a podcast? <laughs> All right. Is there something we should uh, sign off with? What's a good, good, um, good, good quote to sign off mm. with? Goddamn kids. <laughs> Is that a good one? Death. Get your ass away from there. And death has come to your town. Oh, death has come to your town. Yeah, that's good. That's good. (laughs) That was good. All right, love you. Bye. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.